You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Everybody and welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live fantasy booking podcast in the world. I am Ryan Icing. With me, as always, is the Midnight Madness, Mikey Manfredi. Nice. Midnight Madness is the disease you get when you're editing the show. <laughs> <laughs> only if it's really late at night. <laughs> when you're editing, I've been getting at better at editing. You go insane. That's like the editing. That's the editing disease. I've been getting better at editing. Not overnight and not sleep and actually sleeping i remember quite a, quite many times in college when you suffered from midnight madness Mikey. mostly during senior project season yeah <laughs> it's just it was just awful because i was, was editing midnight like, madness at the wazoo i was editing like three different projects yeah and you like made one of them from yeah. scratch you made a baby i made a baby you you got pregnant that was your project your project was just you getting pregnant it was me getting pregnant and that's it. And then I guess and then I stood up on stage and held held up my baby. And then the Lion King music played. <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a whole ass thing. Is this? Well, thank you, everybody. Is this art? <laughs> Are you doing that meme? Yes. Are you doing that one like that one anime meme thing? Yeah, like with the butterfly. Like, is this oh. a bird? <laughs> Well, welcome everybody to hit the books. Uh, like we said, we are the only weekly fantasy booking podcast. What that means is every week we books our own version of SmackDown Live. We have our own roster, and we have to book all the matches, all the segments, and keep up the storylines going into all the pay-per-views. It's just like WWE. We Everyone says that WWE is bad at writing, especially nowadays. Especially now. So we our job is to prove that maybe we can do it better. Um, maybe they are doing it bad, or maybe it's just the the randomness of Vince McMahon ruins it for them. And then if it gets too bad, we might just have to be an a or the first ever AEW booking podcast. <laughs> we have to jump ship all of a sudden. We have to jump ship and go from SmackDown Live to AEW. Oh my gosh! Um, but thank you all for listening. I, I felt like the need to say that, Mikey, because we on Twitter uh, I, we posted the Excitometer polls. And one of the polls was uh, GM Page was going to announce a what was happening with the Intercontinental title picture. Mm-hmm. And someone there was a comment that said uh, uh, GM Page hasn't been the general manager of SmackDown in, in like, months. Uh, and then that was when I was like, well, someone hasn't been listening to the show at all. Yeah, and I was just like, and I just commented back being like, yep, she hasn't. You're right. <laughs> You're right. However, in our world, she has, though. And she's been doing a pretty great job. It, I mean, bias speaking, yeah. we are writing her as doing a good job. <laughs> Actually, we did write her at one point of like not doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we are here to book Hit the Books, Mikey. We got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, I guess, first things first, let's figure out who our 24-7 champion is. Oh, we're jumping right into this segment. 
Yeah, you know, we got to establish some things. You know, everyone's favorite new title on the scene, 24-7 championship. The 24-7 champion. Last week, segment. Elias won it, I guess, and then Heath Slater won it back from him. Yes, and then Heath Slater won it from him uh, via Rhino assist. Via Rhino assist. Oh, interesting. Okay, who do we got? Who's our new 24-7 champion? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is our 24-7 champion. Yowie wowie. Yowie wowie indeed. Huh, okay. Well, then we have to use that in a segment, I guess. Bray Wyatt of the family, of the did, ultra-violent. Did, did, did Bray Wyatt come to, come to SmackDown, or did he Slater go to Raw? Uh, I, guess that's, I guess that's our decision to make when it comes to the booking, Mikey. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, we need to figure out a segment for this. We need to see... I guess if Heath Slater went to Raw, we don't have... that. That's Raw's business. Yeah, that that's Raw's business. Whatever happens there, who knows? This is why we need that sister podcast for the first ever Raw fantasy booking podcast. Mm-hmm. When we eventually get more, more people under the network. Yeah, under the Hit the Books network. That's the goal. That's the dream. Uh, while we're at it, Mikey, I'm on the same page. Why don't we figure out who the Money in the Bank participants are in the men's and women's on the Raw side? Yeah. Why that. have that open? I'm going to refresh this page once again. I got the men's. I got the women's looking at who we got. Who do we got, Ryan? Who who who? who do? I'm just getting higher higher pitch. <laughs> <laughs> we have Sami Zayn. Nice. And Mandy Rose. My beautiful ska boy. And we have Mandy Rose. Nice. So, honestly, this men's money in the bank is looking very similar to to real life. Whoops. So, what that means is, uh, is that... What was that? Mandy Rose? So, right now, the men's money in the bank match looks like Ricochet, Randy Orton, The Miz, and Sami Zayn. Okay versus or not versus and then in the women's versus Mandy Rose in the women's match we got Naomi Shayna Baszler Carmella Zelina Vega Lana and Mandy Rose okay very interesting oh very interesting very interesting um what else do we got to do in this opening thing Mikey I've been thinking about like how do we we're we're a week out we're like what a week and a half out from double or nothing Mm -hmm. at this point yeah Man, I have you. Do you ever think about like how Double or Nothing, how AEW's booking like affects your style of booking? Um, sometimes, yeah. How they booked uh, Double or Nothing is probably gonna have some impact. Yeah, like I've been thinking about like in like how they, you know, they don't want to do screwy finishes and they try to get you know classic winners and losers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, how do I feel like the problem, the one issue I have with that is it's like great on paper, but you know, and also probably I know that, uh, this sort of like this style of doing TV, you know, weekly TV and then building up to a Mm pay-per-view, it's really hard to have wins and losses, like finite wins and losses for everyone Yeah, to keep storylines continuing. Without being a bunch of segments. Mm-hmm. 
And AEW is saying stuff like, you know, we're going to have our TV shows going to be a lot of matches, not really a lot of segments. It's like, I don't know how you do that, quite honestly. I guess we'll see when it uh, when it finally airs on television. Yeah, they have to. I, I mean, granted, maybe we've been booking WWE for too long, but, you know, boy, oh, boy, I have no idea how they're going to do anything. Uh, I guess we've been booking this segment-heavy version of wrestling way too long. <laughs> Well, that's what Vince McMahon wants, so that's what Vince McMahon's gonna get, unless he doesn't like it, and when in which we have to redo all of it. Oh, which it's is such also, good shit. which is the most terrifying result in this randomizer. God, I hate. I I will not. I I hope that doesn't come up at the end of the show. The be, the best the best line from that podcast, which is, oh, it's such good shit. <laughs> uh, solid reference, my man. Um, well, let us, I guess without further ado, Mikey, let's get into the actual show. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're already in the show, but I guess let's get further into the show. Yeah. Let's talk about what happened last week. Jeez, you're not even going to do the intro? What's up? So you're not even going to do the intro? I'll do the intro when I gosh dang feel like it, Mikey. Did someone forget? Uh, (laughs) Maybe. I'll see if I remember it after I talk about what happened last week. Last week, Mikey, uh, the booking results are slightly in. They're still being tabulated at the time of this recording. Okay. Uh, but uh, I have a preliminary list of, of you know ranking of different segments last week. So just a fun little guess, Mikey. What do you think number one? What do you think the top-rated segment is from last week's show? Top-rated segment from last week. I'm going to guess now. You're never going to get it. Probably not. I'm going to go with Miz talking to Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with the curveball. Did I get it? Well, I guess we'll find out, Mikey. I guess we'll (laughs) find out. Let's start with number nine, the lowest booked, lowest rated book segment um, by our listeners on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. Those polls come out every Monday and Wednesday. Go vote in them today. And it really matters uh, because the lowest rated segment, Mikey, a gosh dang disappointment and a screw over by the randomizer. Lowest rated segment at a 1.85 Rey Mysterio versus Rusev with Rusev defeating Rey Mysterio. Damn. The 2K outcome got us there, I think. The randomizer killed us. The 2K outcome killed us further. No one, according to this, liked Rusev winning that match. All right. Well, we got to make the best of it because that's what happened, unfortunately. Yeah, that is that is the storyline. Oh man, I am so upset that the two two K outcome did as dirty like that. Yeah, that was rough. Um, let's go right above that. The number eight book segment is the backstage interview between Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, where they said that they are not surprised by the golden the golden goddesses, the genetic goddesses' loss at Backlash against the Empresses of the Night, Ember Moon, and Asuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say, the Iconics say that they are going to still go after the Empresses of the Night and try to win those women's tag team championships. This got a 2.14 out of 4. Okay, yeah, it's kind of low, but we'll come back. Hopefully. Yeah, I I never I am like happier when like segments are lower and matches are higher. Yeah, I agree. I never expect backstage segments to get like big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should be said. Our lowest segment is a match, and our third lowest at number seven is also a match. 
Big yikes. Uh, that would be Naomi defeating Zelina Vega in one-on-one competition. Gets a 2.15 out of four. Yikes. Yes. Two matches in the bottom three. Oh, boy. Mm. That's upsetting. Yeah. That is upsetting. Well, let's talk about number six, the number six booked segment, according to you, the listener. That is, at sitting at a 2.57 out of four, that is The Miz talking to Drew McIntyre. Damn. And trying to convince him to go after Braun Strowman. I thought it might get there. I thought that, I thought it was good enough. You're, you, are, you are not farther from the truth, uh, my man. You On the latter half of the segments, Miz and McIntyre sitting at number six. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's not exciting. I'm not sure what that means for us, Mikey. Uh, it was a backstage segment, and they're not as exciting, I would say, as, you know, they're just really, like, you know, story. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, it, it was us... Sprinkling the idea of Braun Strowman as the WWE Championship match at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Maybe people didn't like that idea. I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? I don't have... We don't... Currently, we have zero backup plan. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to number five. That is the Money in the Bank qualifying match. The Miz with Braun Strowman versus Jeff Hardy with The Miz picking up the victory and entering the men's Money in the Bank. That got a 2.67 out of 4. Okay. All right. So we're starting to get there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starting to get there, picking up picking up the paces. Uh, at number 4 is the main event match between The Revival versus The Usos. The Revival walking out with the New Day's tag titles, which they stole last week. During the match, however, the New Day, dressed up as fans, uh, interrupt, I guess, the match, take back their own titles, uh, which causes a distraction, which causes the Usos to pick up the victory. This got a 2.75 out of 4. All right. All right. Not bad. Um, Sitting at number 3 is the backstage segment between Charlotte Flair and Natalia in GM Page's office. Followed by Ruby Riot coming in and getting butting heads with Charlotte Flair. Uh, then the announcement of, ne- I guess, this week's tag match of Natalia and Ruby Riot versus Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. That got a 2.83 out of 4. Okay, I like this. I like this idea that Ruby Riot is a face now and she's going to be like, I feel like we're going to make her like kind of like the lovable rebel, kind of like the Dean Ambrose type, but mm-hmm. like better. Then. Yeah, we're gonna make her wacky. We're gonna not make her wacky. No, plants. no, no, nothing but wacky. Not anything we're do but wacky. A wacky clothesline. Anything but wacky. <laughs> for the love of God, God, anything, anything for the love of God, wacky. anything but wacky. Uh, sitting at number two is our opening segment of GM Page announcing what is happening in the Intercontinental Title picture, which is a triple threat at Money in the Bank: Andrade versus Apollo Cruz versus Pete Dunne. This segment got a three out of four on the booking scale. All right, all right. People are liking this triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all lead all roads lead to triple threat, I guess. And all then roads finally, lead Mikey. To the, triple threat. the literal biggest surprise of this entire thing to me, the number one book segment, according to you, the listeners, on our Twitter at Hit the Books Pod, is the twenty four seven championship segment. <laughs> Of English and Elias singing about Elias being the champion, Slater and Rhino coming out, and then attacking him, 
and then Slater winning the championship. This got a 3.12 out of 4. What? That is our highest rate Excuse of segment. Excuse me? I don't know what that means, Mikey, but if we're listening to our audience, they love the 24-7 championship. Twitter is incorrect entirely. Our audience loves the 24-7 championship, or they hate all of our other stuff, but I have to think that they don't and that they love the 24-7 championship. That is wild to me. It does not make any sense to me. My brain is so confused about that. Like, that was just a throwaway bit that we just did because we have to because the 24-7 championship. But apparently everyone loves it. Twitter is not at any sort of a... uh, What I'm learning already is Twitter is not any sort of, like, tally marker for for what people like at WWE. That's crazy. Can I give you one example of what I mean, a real-life example of what I'm talking about, Mikey, about Twitter being the terrible, uh, not great uh, 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 word? What's the word? Hellscape. (laughs) Hellscape? Well, no, it is a terrible hellscape, but like an actual not like... So, okay, I'm just going to continue. So WWE, in real life, on Twitter, they put out like the promotional stuff about like... They, they basically steal an idea and do Excitemeter polls. Do they? Pretty much. Uh, they do like promoted tweets, essentially, where it's like, um, which match are you most excited for at Super Showdown? So the listings are Undertaker Goldberg, Demon Finn Balor, Andrade... Is every answer to what match are you most excited for at Super Showdown? I'm not watching Super Showdown. Oh well, no. It's, this is a poll. <laughs> this is a poll that they're doing. I'm sure the replies say. I'm sure the replies say that, Mikey. Is one of the, the options. I'm not watching Super Showdown. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um, but I'm sure the reply, the replies and mentions say that. But you know what? Know what the poll answers say? What? Over fifty percent of the people that voted in that poll which is like over 25,000 votes say that they are most excited for Goldberg versus Undertaker. Why? Because Twitter is American Twitter and a bunch of wrestling smarks. I'm going to I'm this is me going heel apparently. Do you want to watch a two bunch old of men have a heart sparks. attack in the ring? What's that? I said do you do they want to watch two old men have a heart attack trying to fight apparently, each other? Apparently, apparently 50% of the world, I guess, because Twitter's a worldwide platform, want to see Undertaker versus Goldberg. And we apparently in America on Twitter in wrestling communities love being sparks and love hating the product, but apparently the ratings are in. Brock Lesnar shows up and they get ratings on Monday Night Raw. Undertaker and Goldberg are the biggest draw, according to this, in the Excitemeter pool. This we is do why not WWE know, sucks. And they're making money, dude. They're making money out the wazoo. The How 24-7 championship was our biggest segment. How much do you want to bet that it's just WWE making a bunch of ghost accounts just trying to hype up Goldberg versus Undertaker? I'm sh- I, I'm sure they are doing that, but like, I'm trying to see if I can find the tweet. It's one of those promoted tweets, so it's not really like easy to find unless you just scroll through. Yeah, so Undertake- Undertaker versus Goldberg in an oxygen mask match. First one to disconnect somebody from their oxygen machine wins. Jesus Christ, that was the darkest thing. <laughs> I love it though. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find, but if, if, if even if they made a butt butt ton of ghost accounts, Mikey, it's still like it was like 51 percent or something for Undertaker and Goldberg. But why? And then it was like 37 
Finn Balor versus Andrade, and that was like the that was what what was in second. Why do you want to watch two old men kill kill each other? Because that is what. And by kill each other, I mean not like in a fight version. They're just gonna like walk towards each other and just faint because they're too tired. That just goes to prove to me even more, Mikey, that we all of wrestling Twitter forgets this is not an American company. This is now at the point of being a worldwide company. AEW is very American. Yeah. Like I, I, I we're America's freaking out over about AEW, but we, I mean, I don't know. Do they get big numbers like in Japan? Do they get big numbers in Asia? You know, do they get big numbers anywhere else? I don't, I don't know. know, dude. And WWE is getting big numbers everywhere else. Probably, I think. I'm not sure. It's all that. It's all that blood money. I mean, Saudi money. I'm just so upset. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm salty. I'm angry. I'm made of pepper, and I'm upset. <laughs> You're salty and made of pepper. What? Yeah. Don't don't contradict. Okay, I found the tweet. <laughs> I found the tweet. The it's. Undertaker versus Goldberg, Finn versus Andrade, Kofi versus Dolph, or Roman versus Shane. Roman versus Shane is going to be a shit show because Shane is going to have the same problem as Undertaker and Goldberg, where he's just going to get too tired and do that probably really shitty looking submission hold that he does and his really fake looking punches. This says 21,666 votes. 51% of the vote is Undertaker versus Goldberg. 25 is Finn versus Andrade. 18 is Kofi versus Dolph. And six is Roman versus Shane. Roman's getting nothing. But are you telling me over 10,000 people want to see Undertaker versus Goldberg? The match is going to be terrible. It's going to be short. It's going to be short because none of them are going to be able to breathe after five minutes. And also Goldberg can only do like a three-minute match. Yeah. He's only ever done three minutes. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, ah, he speared him. Oh, no, he caught him and did a tombstone. Match oh my over. god! Do you think there's any way they can do a jackhammer into a tombstone? Like he, Undertaker reverses the jackhammer and puts him into a tombstone. Is that at all possible? You think? Yeah, probably. God, if Undertaker could even lift Goldberg, fair. I think fair. Uh, he's gonna like yeah, go to chokeslam. So, he's gonna get like a foot off the ground. Man, so I guess diet tribe out of the way, Mikey. Let's continue doing our goddamn show before I get any angrier at Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think WWE's problem is that they just need to get over their legends already. Like, just let them go. Let the past be the past. Let us respect the past. We don't need it constantly shoved down our throats. You have so much cool new talent. Please stop shoving down our throats. Triple H versus Randy Orton. Undertaker versus Goldberg. Like, just let the past be the past you don't but need mikey, any more undertaker you don't matches. understand mikey he's that done. is the voice of he's wrestling twitter done. in america today you don't understand we say everyone says that they need to let go of the past let go of goldberg undertaker triple h all of these people focus on their stars you know not the, i guess not their stars but focus on their their wrestlers their up and coming their ballers and all this stuff but think about it mikey 51% of people in that poll like the the legends of Undertaker versus Goldberg. Like, Brock Lenzer, he returns and gets the ratings boost. Well, they're going to be disappointed. We, we, we say that no one cares, but obviously people do. It's so angry and infuriating. I, wanna, I just want to shake Vince McMahon down. Just like grab him and shake him and be like, please, you have so much good talent. 
But the problem is, is like he's gonna ignore me because he's like, Brock got the ratings. I'm gonna. This is my Vince McMahon impression, apparently. Brock got the ratings, and and Saudi's giving me a shit ton of, shit ton of money, and for Undertaker versus Goldberg, and all these people want to see Undertaker versus Goldberg, and when Undertaker comes back on Monday Night Raw, you know the ratings are gonna get boosted. What's what's he gonna do? He's he's no because I'm not even gonna watch because I know what he's gonna say. He's gonna come in. Take 45 minutes to walk to the ring, stand in the ring in the dark for like a little bit. The lights are going to come on and he's going to go, Goldberg will rest in peace and leave. Probably. And that's going to get them like a huge rating boost. And that's all Undertaker's going to do. And he's going to leave and then it's going to be done and no one's ever going to talk about it again. Unless Goldberg comes out as well. Yeah. What, what's he going to do? Try to get to the ring and then just like. I'm going to stop making old jokes. They're getting, I guess, old. Um. <laughs> Let's move on on that joke. Uh, we talked about what happened last week. We have a new 24-7 champion that we have to figure out what the hell we're doing with them. Uh, and we got another uh, men's and women's Money in the Bank participants on the Raw side. Mikey, oh my God. After all of that, are you finally ready to get this going. <sighs> yeah, I think I'm ready to go. Mikey, I said, are you ready? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all shape, ability, and gender. Oh, let's get ready to book it. Undertaker, you're next. <laughs> That's going to be the segment. I'm going to call it now. That, we were recording this before Monday right. Night Raw. I'm I gonna, it comes out that. afterwards. I'm calling it now. It's just Undertaker, you're next is what's going to happen. Gonna, and they're going to stare down. It's going to be rest in peace, you're next, stare down. Yeah, you're right. God, I hate everything. Anyways. Because WWE <laughs> can't get enough of one-liners. I mean, in their defense, one-liners are a great cash if grab. Some, but, yeah, but if somebody says something one time, it's they say it forever. Oh yeah, the catchphrases, my dude. Just just think of Seth Rollins. How many times he said "burn it down" at the end of promos that make which make which doesn't make any sense. Fair enough. Uh, let us talk about what is happening in our gosh dang show, Mikey. Oh boy. So we were talking about what happened last week, Mikey. Do we have any ideas? We want to do another men's Money in the Bank qualifying match, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do we do? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't honestly know. Okay, so we have is... our list. Our list consists of Rusev, Rey Mysterio, Velveteen Dream, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. What match do we want to do for a men's Money in the Bank match? Rusev, Rey Mysterio rematch. What? And then Rey Mysterio wins and goes in the men's Money in the Bank. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking Dream. Rusev. Dream Rusev. Interesting. I like Dream it Rusev. I do or, like it. or Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Do we want this to be a qualifying match or do we want this to. Because didn't we. Aren't we setting up an I quit match for some point between them? Uh, yes. But to do that, we should probably throw more heat on the fire because we haven't done anything with that since yeah. Backlash. So we put so to throw heat on them. We put them in a qualifying match. Yeah, okay. I feel like that works. That's yeah. an easy thing to do. Okay, we could do that. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Money in the Bank qualifier. 
do you want to do that this week or next week? Um, well, have we it have be the, the last one. When do we have the I Quit match scheduled for the Go Home Show? Oh yeah, we were thinking about doing that on the Go Home Show. So I don't think we can do it next week. So it ha- if we want to do it at all, it would have to be this week, I think. Unless we push back the I Quit match to somewhere else, I don't know. To summer else? to what's the next? Is the next pay per view SummerSlam? Uh, probably. I don't know. Uh, Money in the Bank, and then Battleground. Oh, right. You can't forget about Battle. Yeah, because SummerSlam's not till August. SummerSlam's yeah. not till the end of summer. So, we could do it at Battleground. We have to keep the feud going for that much longer. Do you think we could do that? <laughs> uh... The way we built this feud feels like it needs to be coming to an end kind of soon. Well, what was the feud? It was Daniel Bryan turned heel on him, then says that he's upset that he was able to heal so quickly, and WWE allowed him to wrestle, uh, which I like. I just want to point out, I like how we didn't make it about like him hating the fact that like Roman had cancer, but really hates the fact that WWE cleared him so quickly. Yeah, it's not about Roman. It's about WWE, and he's just taking his frustrations out on Roman. I think. Yeah, and if he, anything, the only thing he has on Roman is he calling him just a sports entertainer while Brian's a pro wrestler. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. Take that, Dean Ambrose and Vince McMahon's cancer comments. <laughs> um, so, um, what was I saying? Um, so, yeah, it was him turning heel, Dan and Brian complaining, then, they, then Roman Reigns responded... Then they had a match at Backlash, to which Daniel Bryan won after referee stoppage. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Bryan was mad that he didn't get Roman to tap. And that was it. And that that's was, where we left off. Yeah. Really, I would say we're still in the beginning phases of that feud. I would argue. But where do we go from here? We have an I Quit match. We're trying to set up this I Quit match. Well, maybe we do a Money in the Bank quali- qualifier match between them. Mm-hmm. That will make it so, like, you know, they're wrestling again. Mm-hmm. And then making the decision of that match is very interesting because it would be, you know, who not only who should enter the men's Money in the Bank, but does Daniel Bryan win it? And then, uh, you know... Or I feel like I feel like there's an argument to having that match happen, but then Roman Reigns wins, and that gets Daniel Bryan to be even more mad. Yeah, I also do like the idea of Daniel Bryan winning, uh, but uh, but I also like our idea for last week of Miz winning and cashing in possibly on Braun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or of course Sami Zayn. Or of course Sami Zayn. You're right. <laughs> or of course Raw could steal it. Yeah. Um, or Velveteen Dream getting it. If he if he qualifies, could also be an interesting choice. Yeah, so I feel like I don't know. I feel like we do Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan as a qualifier. The question is, do we do it this week or next week? Um, I think if we're gonna do it, we should do it this week. Okay, then let's do it this week. I feel like that's main event worthy. I agree. So let's it's Roman do Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Of course it is. Yeah. So that's Dan Bryan versus Roman Reigns. The big Man's dog versus Man- Dan. Men's Money in the Bank qualifying match. Um, who wins? Who wins? Who dies? Who wins? Who dies? Um, I got a pitch for you. Shoot. Throw it to me. I'm ready to catch it. Here. Batter's up. Here. Huh. I think I got it. Very good. Do you want to read it out? 
Uh, you got it in your hand, right? You just read it out in front of you because you have it in your hand. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> good, very good, very good. Yes, and <laughs> uh, the pitch is Kenny Omega jumps in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Ryan! What are you crazy? Yeah, that's right. I pitched an AEW crossover <laughs> event. Kenny Omega in- interrupts this match and, and knocks out Roman Reigns and taps out Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's that'd be a and huge entrance. Qualifies for the Money in the Bank. That'd be a huge entrance. Uh, what my pitch is, Mikey, is Roman Reigns wins. Okay. And he wins by Daniel Bryan putting the label lock on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns reverses it into like he like rolls up into a pinning combination on Daniel Bryan. One, two, three. Roman Reigns wins. Okay. So Daniel Bryan had the submission on him, but Roman, since it, he's like passed out before, he's trained and he's learned that you know what? Let me just roll him up. Boop 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 boop. One two three. What pin. if he? What if he rolls him up, but Daniel Bryan rolls out and then gets up into the Superman punch? That's a good idea. Like That's he, a good like, like he goes to roll him up, and then Daniel Bryan like keeps going and like gets back on his feet, and they both get up, and Roman Reigns just like what ba. I think that's the the question would then be, would we rather have Daniel Bryan get clean pin on a, a clean, clean, clean-ass pin of getting hit by the finisher of Roman Reigns? Or do we want Roman Reigns to kind of sneak one out? Yes, on Daniel Bryan. I feel like the pros of that one... I mean, either way, they'll get Daniel Bryan mad. But I think I think you're, I think the, the sneaky pin might get it a little bit more. Get a little him a little bit more angry. Yeah. Don't want to do sneaky pin. Sure, let's do that. Sneak, sneaky, sneaky pin. <laughs> uh, okay, so Roman Reigns uh, rolls up Brian during the LaBelle lock. Does uh, anything happen following the match? Uh. Or does Roman Reigns just sort of celebrate and Daniel Bryan's infuriated in the ring? Because Roman Reigns like does the pad, gets out, and he's like, "Yeah," and Daniel Bryan's like, "You son of a," and then just starts breaking things in the ring. Yeah, I like beats up the referee. I like that. I like Daniel Bryan just like being mad. Uh, following the match, Daniel Bryan has a a fit. <laughs> Bryan has a fit. Does he attack the referee? Does he do a move on the referee? Um, I don't think so. Has a f- all right. So he just has a fit in the ring. There we go. So that so Roman has the win over him, but then we could easily do something next week or something where Brian's like, "This ain't over. This ain't over. I told you, this ain't over. That was a cheap <laughs> victory. There's not how. Well, I guess you could argue that he out wrestled him. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole point is that he wants to get Brian. He wants to get Roman to tap. Mm-hmm. And if I can't, okay, maybe that's maybe that's a thing. Daniel Bryan says that this is for next week. Daniel Bryan, I'm just going to say it now so we don't forget. Daniel Bryan says that he failed in trying to get Roman to tap. So what if he tries to get Roman to quit? Boom. There we go. Set up Battleground, baby. Didn't we do that last week? Isn't that the same exact promo we spit, we spit last week? Uh, I mean, if we did it, it didn't happen the show last week. We, we definitely pitched that promo at some point. Okay. I'm glad that we're sort of still continuing to pitch that. <laughs> then cool we'll set that up for next week maybe there was definitely a point where that promo was pitched i'm sure it was somewhere okay so roman reigns wins he is going on into the men's money in the bank to join ricochet randy orton the miz and Sami Zayn. 
looking like quite the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, it is. It's looking pretty good. And ooh, and if we get Roman picking picking who wins that on the SmackDown side is very difficult. Very Mikey, difficult. To be fair, it is the Miz Roman. I mean, because you always pick Roman, of course. <laughs> if we're going by WWE logic, it's Roman. <sighs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, Roman! Here's your Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, jeez. Um. Uh, okay, so you're gonna cash it in on Brock Lesnar. Can I pitch the match for next week men's money in the bank qualifier? Okay. Triple threat. Ooh, okay. Between Rusev, Rey Mysterio, Velveteen Dream. I enjoy that. Beautiful. I'm gonna write that down so we don't forget. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna pitch that right now in case we do something. Okay. Um okay. But besides that, Mikey, uh we did one match. Do we have any other idea pitches or do you want me to talk about the women's division? Let's go into the women's division first, and then we'll see what else happens. Fine. <laughs> what if I was just like, no. You know what? I won't, Mikey. <laughs> I don't wanna. Okay, Mikey, let's talk women's division. Uh, so... This one's gonna be interesting. I feel like this is all gonna get through. Okay. I'm confident. I'm confident, confident more than ever. Good. Uh, I got a match, two segs. A match, two segs, got it. Match, two segs. Uh, and the match that was announced last week, it was Ruby Riot and Natalia versus Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. Okay. Uh, let's not forget that. Yes, of my course. Boy. Of course. Uh, Charlotte Flair walks out with her guards. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. During the match, Flair and Baszler don't get along, and Riot and Natalia barely get along, but they all still sort of team together. Uh, of course. What I'm doing here is uh, Riot and Natalia have history. Flair and Baszler, four horsewomen, history is there. Mm-hmm. The match dissolves when Flair and Baszler start arguing with each other. Riot and Natalia get the upper hand and attack them both. Riot and, Bra- Riot and Baszler brawl to the back. Natalia pins Flair. Then following the match, Natalia puts Flair in the sharpshooter and the guards pull her off of Flair. Okay. I like that. I definitely like that. Then, segment. Uh, Riot and Baszler are brawling backstage, throwing chairs, storing storage equipment, ladders. You name it, big old brawl backstage. Uh, Baszler goes to choke out Riot, but at the last second, Riot grabs, you know, like a tray or something and hits Baszler in the head. Uh, then she hits Baszler with a Riot kick. Uh, Baszler lands on a table or some sort of thing to which Riot puts Baszler through with a diving senton. Uh, trainers and referees come in out and check on the both of them. Ooh, I like that. Uh, then we cut to commercial. Then we come back from commercial and we got a second seg. Okay. A segue, if you will. <laughs> da, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan and Baszler are being put into separate ambulances. Uh, interviewer comes up. I forgot the interviewer's name on SmackDown is. Comes up to GM Page, who is looking on and asks what is happening with Baszler and Riot. GM Page says that she doesn't realize how much hatred the two have for each other and that she apologizes. And she doesn't know how the injuries are yet, but the medics say that they could both be out for a little bit, uh, as little as, you know, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so because of this, GM Page will have to make the unfortunate decision to 
remove Sheena Baszler from the Women's Money in the Bank match. Okay. GM Page said that next week will be a match between uh, like the final two people in the Battle Royal that can participate, which would be a match between Peyton Royce and Tamina to see who replaced Baszler. Okay. And that is it. Yeah. No, I like it. That was very solid. So, Mikey, uh, you still have not used your... Uh, what's the thing called again? <laughs> veto. You have not used your veto. Thank you. You still have not used your veto, but we started allowing at least one pivot. One pivot. One pivot one suggests. Um, one pivot suggests if you do so. But what are your thoughts on the women's division this week? Uh, I love it. Uh, but it seems weird to me that like just getting put through a table is going to put them out for a couple weeks because they're wrestlers and they do this shit all the time. They don't go through tables all the time. They go through tables a lot. It's kind, of, it's kind with, of part of their job description. And with ladders and chairs and storage equipment. I guess. I think I think there needs to be, like, I think that getting put through, the, there needs to be something bigger that happens that injures both of them rather than just a table spot. Then maybe maybe it's not a table, but rather, like, she throws Baszler onto something and Ruby Riot jumps off of like uh like um a truck or uh a I don't know beam of some sort. You know, it's it's not like just jumps off of a ladder or a step or something and lands on it, but like like remember remember Jeff Hardy's Swanton off of off the truck onto Amaga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slim, similar in vain. I don't know if they go all the way outside, but something like that. Mm-hmm. If that all makes sense. Also, just realize that it was daytime in that video. Seems yeah. It's weird that it was va- day- daytime in that video. Pre- pre-recorded. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So, that would be the pitch. Is uh, uh, Ruby Riot? Does, I guess... So, what you're saying is something maybe more violent, and so my, I guess my solution is uh, to make... to up the intensity of the diving senton off of something. Yeah, I, I like that because it needs. I feel like it needs to be something that like is definitely looks like wow, that looks like it hurt, you know. But like a regular old a regular old table spot is like oh, they know. How yeah, to take that's those. what I was going for in my head. I just did not figure out how to word it. I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're doing it. Yeah. Let's do it. I got another one through, Mikey. You have two weeks left to use your potential. Hey, man, you're just you're just knocking it out of the park with these pitches. Let me tell you, there's been no there's been no reason to use my video. I guess that's fair. I'm gonna bomb next week or the week following. I feel like you're just (laughs) gonna like have you're just gonna like make two separate things of notes. One's just gonna be so ridiculous that I have to use it, and then your other's gonna be your actual pitch. Oh yeah, I can't. Well, I I just realized that like, well, do we know that confirmed yet? Do I have that list in the draft? Yeah, I think we have that in the draft. There could be a women's 24-7 champion, so I might have to do the 24-7 championship pitch on the spot. <laughs> Yikes. And, like, remove something out of my women's division if I'm doing it oh, just to do 24-7 that was, crap. That was what I had an idea for. Keep Continue, sorry. Uh, no, I mean, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Um, you I have mean, an idea. I have a pitch for the 24-7 spot. Oh, perfect. Let's do that, bad boy. Uh... I'm going to just put in the match ideas uh, for real quickly. Okay. I think the women's tag match could be first match. Okay. 
um, following all the nonsense that happened. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so yes. So what idea do you have regarding the 24-7 championship, Mikey? Okay, so the spot I was going to pitch, since Bray Wyatt does win it from uh, Heath Slater, mm-hmm. let's just go, while we have Bray Wyatt, let's book him to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we have the family, and I was okay. thinking, let's just go like, let's just do like a full blown horror movie thing backstage. <laughs> like, we, are we doing a House of Horrors? A house no, of no, horror no, horror not horror? a House of Horrors match. Like a horror movie. Like, let's like, like, uh, Heat Slater is backstage walking around, like keeping his eye open for any contenders for his title. This, you know, he's so like, this is Heath Slater. Heath Slater is still the champion. Yes. Okay. Heath Slater is like still the champion, like holding his belt close. He's like with Rhino. They're like looking around, looking around, uh, and they get to like this. They get to like an intersection, and the lights go off, and then they come back on. Rhino's gone, and Slater's like, oh, "What?" And, and all that's left, all that's would it be too funny to have like all that's left is a plate of cheese and of like daggers? a ham sandwich. <laughs> like a sandwich or something that Rhino that was be, holding. Would that be too ridiculous? That would be kind of that would be kind of funny. Okay, well we'll do that. Like like he like he's like eating a sandwich like backstage like uh, and he's like oh, don't worry about it Slater no one's around and then he just disappears and his sandwich is there and it's like. <gasps> and would it like, be would it, it? Sorry, I know you're trying to get through your pitch and I keep interrupting you, but wouldn't it all be funny if Slater if Heath Slater thought Rhino turned into a ham sandwich? <laughs> I think that's too much. Slater, <laughs> Slater's funny, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon would argue otherwise. <laughs> Vince McMahon would... Listen, Vince McMahon would probably be like, Slater, you're going to think Rhino turned into a ham sandwich. <laughs> that's some good shit right there. <laughs> he's got a lot of mustard. <laughs> it's got a lot of mustard on it. <laughs> okay. It's so fit your character. Um. Anyway. So, then... Slater gets in there, gets really scared after that, and he like runs down the hallway, and the lights flicker on and off again, but like they like flicker and like for a flash we see just like a rocking chair rocking back and forth really quickly, like at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh oh, and he turns around, and then he see, and then it flickers again, the blue Carper, and it's like, uh, and then he turns around into, and he runs into Bray Wyatt. You mean instead of Blue Carper, you mean Rowan? That's that's what I meant. Yeah, he, he turns around, hits, he like he like sees Rowan, and he's like, ah. Uh, and he goes to run the other way, and then he runs into uh, he runs into Bray Wyatt. Uh, lights go out. They come back on. Uh, Slater's on the ground, and Wyatt is pinning him, and a ref is there counting the three count. How did the ref get there? Mystical <laughs> powers, man. I like How did that chair get the... there? How did Rhino disappear? Where did Rowan come from? What about this? Uh, Slater runs around. He's a fast-moving chair. <laughs> What a weird sentence to write. <laughs> I, just, I just I just like the idea of him like going around in the hallway and there just being a rocking chair at the end of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, you know. Yeah. So he's a fast-moving chair, then uh, runs into Rowan, who is, uh, you know, wearing the goat mask. Mm-hmm. You know, classic goat mask. No, he doesn't. Have, he's not wearing it anymore because they're possessed. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the eye paint on. Yeah, I'm trying to remember our storyline with that. Uh, who's who? He runs into Rowan, who is wearing, who is, who has. You want to take this again? A, a ref with him, like he, like Rowan's holding a referee. 
I like him just like like, just, like gagged ha- or something. Having a referee hostage. <laughs> yeah, like the referee like has a bag over his head. It's just like it's a striped shirt with a bag over his head. And he's like holding him by the collar. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Slater runs into Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Uh, then, then nothing happened. Then lights flicker. What was what was the ending of that? I was gonna say the lights go off and they come back on. Slater's like on the ground, like he got laid out, like with a sister Abigail or something. Mm-hmm. And then Wyatt goes for the pin, and Rowan like throws the ref, and the ref does the three count. I'd say Rowan forces the ref to make the count. He holds his hand for him and does the count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rowan's like count. The ref's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's terrifying. The ref's like hand is shaking while he's making the count. <laughs> Rowan forces the ref to make the count. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, wins the twenty four seven championship, and and then the lights go out and come back on, and they're both they're both gone, and it's just all everyone's gone except for Slater. And I was going to say is that uh, uh, they all get up. Slater Slater gets up. Slater gets up. Well, but this is the pitch. Slater gets up, and Rowan looks at him. He takes a bite of a ham sandwich. No. <laughs> Damn it. It would be more Bruce. It would be more gruesome if Rhino was the ham sandwich. <laughs> and he, and that's how we write. That's how we write off Rhino. Because his contract's coming up. He turns around, and Rowan's just like, <sighs> little big. That's bite. how we write off Rhino. Is that he turns into a ham sandwich? And Rowan and kills him by Rowan. <laughs> God, am I thinking too much like Vince McMahon already? Yes. This is gold, Mikey. This is gold. I don't know. This, this is, is good this shit. This is gold. This is good stuff. This is good shit. This is great stuff. Uh, Brian wins the 24-7 championship. Uh, lights flicker. And the family leaves. Cool. And that's how we do it. Cool. Uh, when we come back... We will book the rest of SmackDown Live. Uh, and yeah. hopefully, uh, actually, you know what, Mikey? I'm actually feeling a little bit peckish. Do you need anything? Mm, I, I think I'm okay. Okay, cool. I'm just going to make myself a ham sandwich when we, or we're on this break. <laughs> there it is. I was like, where is this bit going? <laughs> Fair enough. It, kind of, it didn't really land, but I forced it. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk. When we come back, we'll book more SmackDown Live. We'll be back. Hey, Mikey, do you want to do a commercial? For what? For PodCoin. It's a new podcast player, and what it does is that it, um, as you listen, it tracks your listening, and for every, I think it's like every minute of listening, you get a PodCoin, which can be exchanged for actual things. So, for instance, you can get Amazon gift cards, Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, Target gift cards. Um, You can get starbucks you can get an echo spot you can get bose headphones you can get all the stuff or if you want to you can donate directly to individual causes like helping end world hunger fight global warming or even um uh saving homelessness book for poor children stuff like that like you. i'm literally installing it right now as you're telling me that so what you can do is is that with podcoin if you sign up today and use the promo code books you will receive an extra 300 PodCoins to really jumpstart your entrance into PodCoin. Again, that's PodCoin. They are the podcast player that plays, that pays, that pays, and plays, I guess, podcasts. So you can listen to all all of your favorite podcasts there. Hit the Books is there. 
what else is there? What are some other favorite podcasts that you have, Mikey? We're fans of Tights and Fights. That's there, but that's another wrestling podcast that doesn't exist. My What's brother, my brother, and me. Like? Uh, my brother, my brother, and me. Maybe you like Dungeons and Dragons, Pretty Wizard. Uh, maybe you like, um, maybe you like what are the? Sh- maybe you like uh, Talk is Jericho is there? Talk the latest Jericho, episode of Emancipation yeah. of John Moxley is there. Uh, and there's also bonus podcasts. There's like bonus. Um, things that if you listen to individual podcasts, you can get 2.5 times the normal rate of pod points. Um, so like, even if you have a streak, let's say, let's say you have a streak of three days in a row, and for every 10 minutes of getting one pod coin, every 10 minutes you get two pod coins. So it starts really racking up. I've been listening, I, I've been using pod coin for about a week now. Our invite code was books. Yes, that is correct. Our invite code is books. So if you use books today, you can get a 300 pod coins right off the bat. I've been using pod coins for about a week now, Mikey, and uh, I have uh, 1,250 pod coins. If I wanted to, I can get an Amazon gift card right now, but I'm saving it because I want to get a better Amazon gift card in the future. That's right. Or maybe I want to donate all of that to different causes like fighting global warming. Again, you can go to PodCoin, download that today, use our promo code BOOKS, and you will get a free 300 PodCoins immediately. Again, that's PodCoin. Use promo code BOOKS today. Thanks, PodCoin, for being a friend. And not a sponsor, I mean a friend. We are back. Mikey, let's talk about the Hit the Books, the 2019 Hit the Books donation drive. Yeah, let's talk about that. So the 2019 Hit the Books donation drive is a thing that we are doing. If you go to bit.ly slash hbdd2019, you will find a GoFundMe page. And that GoFundMe page is uh, us trying, and with your help, attempting to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're raising money. We're trying to get the wrestling t- community together to to do some good. Uh, we've done good in the past. We are we could be amazing when we work together. Uh, and I think this could really help help everyone uh, involved with. <clears throat> this could really help a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, Mikey's right. It can help a lot, and it's it. Wrestling communities have been using the wrestling community has been using GoFundMe pages. You know. For so many things. I mean, we talk about how, you know, wrestlers don't have healthcare or, you know, they're independent contractors. So they don't have, like, or retired people or, like, when their homes burn down or, like, when these accidents happen, a lot of people in the wrestling community come together and band together um, to help those individual wrestlers. Um, and we understand that, like, this isn't necessarily helping a, a, a wrestler we all know. But we all remember how we felt in October when Roman Reigns announced his diagnosis of leukemia. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, since then, people have have said their praises towards Roman. But we let's not forget, every couple of minutes, someone gets another it gets the diagnosis for another blood blood related cancer. That's all over the world. That is impacting everyone. Um, there's been so many people since October that have blood related cancers. Um, the survival rate is, 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 you know, of course better than most cancers, but people still get it and people still need the treatment. People still need 
money for the medication to use uh, so they you know can live can live a healthy life roman obviously had the money but a lot of people don't have any money so if you can go to bit.ly slash hbdd 2019 and donate some funds we would greatly appreciate that and people that can't support themselves financially who have blood related cancers blood cancers would greatly appreciate appreciate that i mean that is that's a goal of mine mikey is that i I, I know that there are a lot of people there that, you know, can't afford medication or can't afford things. And what Leukemia and Lymphoma Society does is it helps um, people, help those people that can't afford things. Um, so by donating money to them, um, that can help those sort of people, help people afford medication that they can't, couldn't before. Uh, and that's a great cause. And I felt like I, I it's really, I, that's my big goal is I want to help those who can't really help themselves. Yeah. And even if you, even if you're unable to donate at this time, whether it be like your own financial struggles or if you don't feel comfortable with anything, we even appreciate just sharing our, just sharing the page, just getting the word out there and trying to spread the word about this terrible disease, this terrible disease, and these amazing, this amazing uh, society that helps these people. Yeah, be be this be the great society that you know you are, wrestling community. Yeah, uh, we know you are uh, can be very marky and smarky at times, and very much be smartasses at times. I mean, look at us. I mean, we're very much smartasses. I had a diatribe about how, why I hate Twitter polls, <laughs> <laughs> why I hate WB's Twitter polls. I mean, that stuff happens, but we know that we are also all capable of loving and caring for other people, and we love and care about people in tights jumping over each other all the time. Yeah. Um, if we can do that, we can do that for our fellow man. And if you go again, finally to bit.ly slash HBDD 2019, donate some funds today or share the page, whatever you can, we would greatly appreciate it. We would love you. We would love you to the moon and back. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Mikey. Let's get back into it. Yeah. So we got a show opener two to three matches and a segment left to book um let us what should we look into the intercontinental title picture which has sort of been established the wwe championship title picture um which has had tricklings um let's do one of those before we start talking about tag teams i guess yeah but um i don't know what what do you where do you want to go where do you what are you thinking uh hmm let's get into this uh Let's get into this WWE Championship a little bit. This this okay. title picture uh, with okay. Drew McIntyre standing on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. How do we want to build this match between him and Braun at Money to Bank? So last week it was pitched as well. Two weeks ago, you know, Braun and Miz finally became protege and teacher. I guess. Um, when Miz convinced him that he's not using his brain enough, that he's using he's using too much of his brawn, brawn, and uh, he needs to use more of his brain. Then the Miz uh, went up to Drew McIntyre and tried to convince him to fight Strowman because, you know, um, you have a demon on your mantle. Why not add a monster? Um, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, whatever the Miz's true... Uh, uh, I guess feelings or why he did that really is unknown to us. 
but Drew McIntyre definitely left thinking about it. Where do we go from there is the question. Mm. Um, Maybe that's our show opener. Hmm. What's the, uh, what, what would that be? Maybe it's Drew McIntyre being like, last week Miz came to me with a proposition. The proposition to pop, to add the monster to my mantle. Uh, and it's basically just him accepting the challenge because he's like, he's into trying to kill, to being the be- the monster, the monster hunter and the demon killer. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I'm like thinking about it and it's like, Something about it doesn't click for me. And I'm trying to figure out what it is in my brain. I want to say it's McIntyre listening and agreeing to The Miz. If that makes sense. But that's the thing, though. Isn't Miz trying to pitch something that of the idea of, like, that he would like it, you know? Oh, yeah. That is what The Miz is doing. But, like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, feel like McIntyre would, like, announce that if that makes sense i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm 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 trying well i'm trying to figure out what why i'm like hung up on it but it feels like like really to me what mcintyre it feels like mcintyre should do is like just straight up attack Strowman. okay so maybe show opener is miz and Strowman, and miz being like all right so McIntyre, what's your answer? Mm. And then McIntyre, like, attacking them from behind and Claymore kicking Strowman or something and being like, I accept. Hmm. Does Miz announce that? Well, the question is... Here's the question, Mikey. The ultimate question. Does... Or did, I should say... Did The Miz tell Braun Strowman about the conversation he had with Drew McIntyre? Um, that's the that's the huge ass story point. Because if he did, then that make then your pitch makes sense. If he didn't, then it doesn't it doesn't work. I think he. I mean, if he's if it's his possible shot at a WWE title match, I think he would. You know. I think he would do that to try to get... I think Miz would do that, whether it's for his own gain or not. I think he would do that to try to, like, get Braun on his side more and be like, hey, Braun, I got you a title match. You know, I I got I potentially Ooh. got you a title match. Oh, okay. I see what you're thinking. So, like, he's, he's like, I went to McIntyre, and I told him he should challenge you for the WWE champion. Like, he, he should... You should be his challenger for the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. Try, like trying to be like, look, I got you set up for a title match. Do you trust me yet? Like, Ooh, okay, I see what you're saying. So what I was thinking, honestly, is that like Miz is doing this behind Braun, behind behind Strowman's back. But you're pitching it as like he is straight up trying to earn favor with Strowman, even more by saying like, look, I I talked to McIntyre, I put your name in. I think that's more Miz than doing like like whether he's doing it behind his back or whether I think I think it would make more sense if he's Flaunting. he's trying to turn he's trying to turn McIntyre against Strowman and, and he's trying Strowman to get Strowman on his side and exactly he's trying to get Strowman to trust him a little more so if he does inevitably turn 
it's a more surprising to the audience and b Strowman won't see it coming as much that's fair okay i can agree with that that does feel more to me more like a backstage segment than a show opener like the miz going up to braun and being like hey man uh, I got you. I talked to McIntyre. I put your name in. He's thinking about it to ch- and to go one on one with you at Money in the Bank. Miss TV special guest Braun Strowman. Miss TV special guest Braun Strowman or Miss TV special guest Drew McIntyre. Also bold. Miss TV. Kenny Omega. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ms. TV, John Moxley. Ms. TV, Tommy Dreamer. Ms. TV, Orange Cassidy. Ms. TV, an orange. <laughs> How, we, got, we, this, we can do this, this all again. day. We have to Ms. stop. Ms. TV and a cheeseburger. Not this again. Ms. TV and a ham sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's cheeseburger callback. I, it got, I'm saying, it got we can't Cassidy. do this again. <laughs> It got past me, but I love the cheeseburger callback. Miz TV and Drew McIntyre. Okay. Or Miz TV and Braun Strowman. Because the, the angle with Miz TV and Braun Strowman could be like, I have a very special guest who I have some very good news for, you know, something like that. Okay, okay. Keep keep going, keep going, keep flowing. And then he and he, he's like, my special guest today is Braun Strowman. And Braun comes out kind of confused, like, what, what's up? And then Miz is like, well, Braun, my question to you is, how would you feel about a WWE title opportunity? And Braun's like, good, I guess. At Money in the Bank. Blah, blah, blah. At Money in the Bank, yeah. And Braun's like, good, I guess. You know, like, he's just kind of like, yeah, like I'll do it. And Miz is like, well, I talked to Drew McIntyre and put your name in as his challenger. And Braun's thankful? I think he would be if he's like trying, if Miz is actively trying to get Braun a title shot. But then where do we go from there? Then it feels like McIntyre attacks him? Then it feels like Miz is just like, I'm just waiting on McIntyre's answer, you know? And then that's when McIntyre comes out and attacks Strowman or something. So then the reverse idea of that would be Miz TV with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre brings out Miz. Drew McIntyre. Ma- Miz brings out Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My Special guest Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre sits in the chair. And Miz is like, so what's your answer to Braun Strowman? I guess. Uh, there's some back and forth. Drew McIntyre eventually says... Don't I don't like basically like good luck uh good luck finding a new protege because I'm gonna I'm gonna end the I'm gonna hunt the monster I'm officially hunting down that monster and putting him and and having that monster above my mantle or some some crap like that right yeah and then Braun Strowman attacks him from behind okay thoughts it's not bad. sort of a sort of a heel move. Because Braun's the face in all of this. Yeah, but Braun's also learning from The Miz, so... Yeah, but we can't heal versus heal too much, right? Yeah, that's fair. So maybe it is the first one. I like the second one better, but it's too... 
heal, 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 heal. You know? So maybe there's the first one. So maybe this, maybe maybe it's the second one, but instead of Braun attacking from behind, Braun comes out and they kind of have like an argument. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, he comes out. Like he's like he's like, you better find a new protege because that monster's head is going to be on my mantle, and I accept the challenge. And well, then, what about this? Is Braun Strowman there for Miz TV? He is the protege of the Miz. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I like that. Just like he's there with them, mm-hmm. and then. Drew McIntyre kind of walks up to Strowman and he's like, I accept. Yeah, they stare down and then Miz is in the back like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> maybe like cheerleader. maybe someone throws a punch and they kind of start brawling. Honestly, McIntyre throws a headbutt. The, gl- the Glasgow kiss. The Glasgow kiss. Ma- Braun doesn't go down and then they brawl, 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 brawl. Uh, I, like, he- I like that. Just, head- just McIntyre headbutts him and does Braun just like straight up no sell, or is he just like, like a little bit like? No, he's dazed. like he's like put back. He's like whoa, but he doesn't like go... he's like about to fall over, but he doesn't. Yeah, he, he stays on his feet. He's like cool. Like he gets. <laughs> I like the idea of Braun also just no selling it. Just like Drew McIntyre headbutts him, and just like his nose is bleeding, and he just standing there like. I mean that wouldn't work. He's not Samoan. He's not. You know, true. he's not he's the not... Rock. He's not Samoan Joe. <laughs> That's true. He's not Roman Reigns. I want to uh, see that happen. I want to see Drew McIntyre. I want to see Drew McIntyre headbutt a Samoan and just be like, "Oh fuck!" Did we do that? Did we break that rule on this show? I'm trying to think. I feel like we did that with McIntyre and Roman Reigns at one point. <laughs> and McIntyre being like, "Oh damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, my noodle! I wasn't expecting that." Okay, so Miz TV, Drew McIntyre, they brawl. Uh, who stands on top, Braun or McIntyre? Uh, I think. Probably McIntyre because he's got the Miz on his side. Sorry, say it again. McIntyre because he has the Miz on his side. That doesn't I make any sense. Braun, Braun because he has the Miz on his side. Strowman stands tall to look, build him up as like sort of a the big monster. Yeah, maybe maybe like Miz jumps into the fray and like starts beating up on McIntyre. You know. Oh, is there a point where? Is there a point where the Miz holds McIntyre's arms back so Braun can hit him? It's not bad. I don't know. Look, either way, I would agree with you. I don't know about that. Now that I say it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. But either way, Strowman stands tall. Numbers game, essentially, is the mm-hmm. name of that game. Yeah. Strowman stands tall. Okay, I like Strowman that. And, Strowman and Miz stand tall, yeah. Is that show opener worthy? I think so. Okay, we'll do that then. Ms. TV with Drew McIntyre opens the show. Okay, we got two to three more matches and a segment. Mikey, let's talk about the tag team division. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, we got... So last week we had the Revival versus the Usos, and the Usos won uh, because the New Day came out, disguised as fans, and stole their titles back. Correct. Uh, so this week, I think we could have a... possible number one contenders match for oh. Money in the Bank uh, since the Usos did beat the Revival who looked like they were going to be the contenders you know mm-hmm. the Usos did come out on top on that match uh, okay so this is the Revival versus the Usos number one contenders match yeah just a, just a rematch and it's this time it's number one contenders and Revival could have some promo before I think the rival have some promo beforehand and they're like 
oh, the Usos only beat us last week because we were distracted by the New Day. That wasn't a fair win. If we if we fought fair, we'd have them e- easily beat. Uh, Revival cut a quick promo to save face from last week. Yeah. They come in. They're like, during their entrance, they're cutting the promo. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Revival versus Usos' number one contenders match for Money in the Bank. Okay. Who wins? Uh, I think the Revival come out on top this week. They fight their way back in it, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not going. They're not going away. Yeah, they're not going away. They're not going down that easy, you know. Like they, they may have lost to the Usos, but they're not going down that easy. Okay. Revival come back, win, get the number one contenders match against the New Day. Also, New Day's on commentary for this match. Almost forgot to say that. <laughs> okay, New Day on comment. New Day commentary. <laughs> New Day. Not, ascend- they, not, not really ascended. They're nice, like orange uh, commentary table. <laughs> yes. With the pancakes on it and stuff. Of course. Yeah. So they're on commentary and they're just spouting some stuff about like they're they faced Usos before and it's been a war. They can beat the revival, like stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. They've never had a one-on-one match against the Revival yet. Yeah. To my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they? No, at the at the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, that's when, you know, when they won? Yeah. They they can beat them again. Usos, they've had a time time old, you know, rivalry. Exactly. Like like they've had some wars against the Usos. Like they like they know no matter what happens that whether it's the Usos or the Revival, the New Day can come out on top. Mhm. Okay. Uh, what else? Anything else happening? Uh, I think we... I didn't have anything else, but I think we actually do need something else because I don't want to get our other tag teams lost. Fair. We have slots for two more impossible matches. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just... Maybe we do, like, uh... Sanity... Heavy Machinery English and Elias match or something like... Or English and Elias match, something like that. I mean, the last last week was English and Elias versus Slater and Rhino. Okay. So this week, or the week before that, was Heavy Machinery versus Ascension. And then we had New Day, and then we had Usos Revival. Yeah, we had. And I'm I'm saying barring all that stuff, mm-hmm. barring Uso Revival New Day stuff. So everyone's kind so of you, in, you haven't used a lot of the heels is the issue. Yes, you haven't used Sanity. You haven't used Authors of Pain. Do you want to move into a different uh, division and then come back to the tag teams? Yeah. When you think of some, think of an idea? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then we got another match, another segment, po- well, possibly another match. Um, what else? I guess, so, I'm just going to officially announce Charlotte Flair versus Natalia for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. I think that could be fairly announced. Yep, that's that's fair. Yeah, I think it's already leading there, and I think it's announced. We're also announcing Braun Strowman and McIntyre. Yep. And we are also officially making it New Day versus Revival. Yes. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to announce, not officially announce, I guess, Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Okay. Um, I don't want to have three matches announced this week. We'll just announce it next week. It's fine. Okay. Everyone knows it's going that way anyway, so who cares? Um. So maybe we need to do something to start building for the men's money in the bank or women's money in the bank, mm-hmm. or something in the intercontinental title picture. Do we have money in the bank contenders have a match? Like people who were in the money in the bank match, put them in a match together. 
Wait, what, like the women's or the men's? I remember at one point we said the last week we were going to do a fatal four-way with all the Money in the Bank contenders for the men's. Yeah, something like that could be good. Uh, we could also do Carmella versus Zelina Vega. Okay. I know. We just did Naomi versus Zelina Vega, but we could do that as well if we wanted to. Um. We could do what? What are the men's we got so far? We got uh, Ricochet, Miz, and Roman. Well, Roman's new. Miz is busy with Miz TV. Oh, didn't we want to? Didn't we want to have Ricochet. a Velveteen Dream R- Rusev Money in the Bank qualifier this week? Well, I thought we were doing the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns this oh, week. Oh, right, right, right. We changed, we switched we switched on that. I forgot. I remember I was mentioning um, that before. So we could do ricochet versus someone where he picks up the victory yeah i like that i mean that's that someone right now is probably gonna be cesaro who he already beat mm-hmm. in that money in the bank qualifier match mm-hmm. or someone else like a tag team person mm-hmm. um, who else qualified for the money in the bank so far on our side we have so just roman reigns and ricochet and the miz, and the miz. okay who's busy right so maybe not. Maybe not anything in the men's. Mm-hmm. Really don't have anything free. Yeah. We have a bunch of single stars that haven't done anything. We got I mean, Ray Mysterio, Rusev, Velveteen Dream. We're talking about doing a triple threat between them next week. Mm-hmm. We got Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy and Ricochet. Have we already done that? I don't think so. No, we haven't. I think we were going to, but then we, we pivoted to Ray Mysterio against Ricochet. Maybe we do that. Ricochet, Jeff Hardy. I like that. Okay, let's do that. Ricochet, Jeff Hardy. Okay. Fine. And that also means Ricochet is getting the victory, right? Yeah. Easily. Easily getting that victory. He needs to have a little more heat. Not heat, but build, I guess, on him going and heading to the men's money in the bank. Uh, yeah, I think there's no, nothing special in this match. Ricochet picks up the victory. And that's it. Yeah, I like um, that. Yes, we got one more segment and one more possible match. Mikey, do you have any other ideas for a tag team match or tag team segment? I give you we gave you a little bit of time, not a lot, but a little bit of time um, to think of a tag team division spot. Additionally, do you have any ideas? What if one of the heel tag teams takes out a member of the New Day? Okay. Like, what if maybe Sanity takes out like Woods or something? You know. Okay. Just like a backstage, like like backstage, we cut to backstage, and it's just Woods like just getting beat up by Sanity, and Kofi and Biggie have to come in and fight them off. Okay, can I give a slight pivot? Yeah, this is my this is my chance for the pivot. Pivot because I can't use my veto. Give me the pivot. Authors of Paint. Okay, I like instead that. of Sanity because it's it would be a two on two instead of a three on two. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Uh, and this is happening after the number one contenders match, I presume? Yes. Or before? After. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, backstage, um, Authors of Pain are beating up. Are we still making Xavier Woods? He's getting beaten up again? Poor Xavier. <laughs> are beating up Xavier Woods. Should we make it someone else? Uh, your call, my dude. 
Uh, no. <laughs> Just make it Xavier again. Poor guy. Then Biggie and Kofi shoo them away. Man, chaos is happening. Okay. Uh, we got one more. Sm- we got one more match left to book. If we wanted to, I would throw in Carmela Zelina Vega. If we wanted to, uh, if not, I'm okay of cutting a match. Okay. So, what do you think? Um, I'll give you I'll give you some. I like Carmela Zelina Vega. I don't mind it. Okay, we'll just put that in there as well then. Carmela versus Zelina Vega. Uh, I'm going to say with Andrade. Ooh, we can maybe do some sort of intercontinental money in the bank situation here too. Carmella with Paula Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, Zelina Vega with Andrade. Um, I'm going to say that Vega pick up the, picks up the victory. Yeah. Um, and Andrade and Cruz... Uh, stare down each other. Yeah. Does Pete Dunn come out? Uh. Does Pete Dunn come out? Hmm. No, I think we'll, we'll yeah, focus nah. on that. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's not let's not make it about the the men right now. Okay, so our current lineup so far, Mikey, is Ms. TV, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Charlotte, Flair, Shayna Baszler, then a Ruby Riot, Shayna Baszler brawl, then the GM page interview. Then we got Revival Usos. Then we got Ricochet, Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Then the Heath Slater Rhino backstage segment. Then Carmella Vega. Then Authors of Pain being done Woods. Then Brian Reigns. Yep. Is that order good for you, or do you want to change it up? Uh, I think I'm okay with this. What do you think? The middle section from Revival to Authors of Pain, I'm sort of ant on. Do you want to? Sw- I don't know how to fix it. Do you want to switch that and Slater right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. No, I think it's fine. I, I'm looking at it. I think it's fine. Okay. I think. I think it's just the fact that there's a match and a match next to each other, but there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. I mean, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only question is, Mikey, is the randomizer good with that? Uh, let's see. <laughs> so let's do the randomizer, Mikey. Let's go- do this gosh damn randomizer. Uh, we are two, two, three weeks away, three weeks away from Money in the Bank. So anything could happen, mm-hmm. as we both know with the randomizer. We want to make the show as realistic as possible, and the best way we find to do that is by making it a randomizer. Uh, that is sadly the best way to do that, because WWE sometimes is very random. You know, but also there's injuries and stuff, which we can't allot if we didn't. So we have a randomizer that does all that stuff for us. Mikey, I want to say it's your turn. Uh, no. I got it, it la- be- yeah, I got it last week for the the 2k outcome you're right it would be my turn in fact it would be my turn yes it is so i hit the randomizer it is loading let us see interesting what do we got a gimmick match a gimmick make match. a match a gimmick match Ooh. okay all right all right okay hmm. so we got the matches we got are ruby Wright, natalia charlotte flair baszler 
I feel like a gimmick would just make that muddy it up completely. I have an idea. Okay. Revival. I won't even. I won't. I won't even go through the matches we have. Mikey's got an idea already. Revival Usos number one contenders match tag team tables match. Tag team tables. Tag team tables. Tag team tables match for the number one contendership. So it's not just the same exact match as last week. That's probably a good idea. The only argument, other argument I would have is maybe Brian Roman, but we're just we're, the only thing we already have the qualifier in that. And it'd be weird if that match was different than all the other matches mm-hmm. in terms of qualifications. Yeah. Maybe Carmella Vega, mm-hmm. but I think Revival Usos is probably the best. Yeah. To do a gimmick to tables now. Tables. Tables match. Tables match. Well, I guess it's your tag team division, so I guess it is your call, I guess. It sounds like someone doesn't quite like the tables match idea, though. Ah, I just don't know what else to do, though, if we did. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I mean, either way, the New Day could get involved if they so choose. Yeah. Or the Revival can attack the New Day. Yeah. I mean, New Day's already getting kind of attacked by Alders of Pain later. True. That is also true. Okay, so we'll do tables match. Okay. You win, Mikey. Now we're on contenders table match for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. Um, Revival beat the Usos. Yeah. Who goes to that table? Jimmy or Jay? Uh, Jimmy. Now, does, now, if I don't quite remember, but I feel like it's the same for WWE 2K19 and all the games. If you are in a tables match and go through the commentary table... Does that count? I don't think. Does it? Because if so, I know it's your thing, but here's a, and here's a second pivot, I guess. The table they put the Usos through is the New Day commentary table. If that counts, I'm with it. If it doesn't, then I, then I guess not. Does commentary table count <laughs> during table matches? That's the Google search I've done. Does oh Yahoo Answers? Thank you Yahoo Answers for always being the pinnacle of no. Uh, uh, in a tables match contested under WWE rules, if someone throws or slams their opponent through the announcers table, does this count? Uh, the best answer is no because it only works for the regular wood tables. The commentary tables really don't don't count because it's based on the equipment and commentating gear. But there's also been another no and two yeses, and in the fifth person, the tiebreaker says, "Do a do a search in a search engine. This might help." So Yahoo Answers again <laughs> fails me. I don't know, Mikey. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think we just do a regular wooden table then. Oh, fine. Just to fine. Be, just to be safe. Fine. But can it be in front of the... Okay, fine. Sure. Can, uh, can it be in front of the match. Re- the table could be set up. Revival like. Usos. Revival beat the Usos in a match. I'm just going to keep trudging forward. Okay. Okay, Mikey, looking at this yeah. card, how do you feel? We're, we're, we're rounding out the card and the show. The randomizers decided what we wanted to do. How do you feel about the show, my dude? My dude? My dude? My dude? I, my I bud. like it. I think my dude and bood. I think bood was a combination of bud and dude. 
Okay, well, then uh, that's it for this week's episode, Mikey. Yeah, we got it. We diggity dig dog. We did it. I had a tiny stroke there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. Um, that is all for this week. Again, go to bit.ly slash hbdd2019 to donate to help out the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Again, this money is being donated to help out those with blood cancer. That is anything of, you know, uh, providing treatment, paying for treatment, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 I guess mainly treatment. I guess fine. There's more stuff about leukemia. People need treatment. People need money for the treatment. People need help. Leuke- and um, I guess leukemia and lymphoma society also needs help to, you know, help pay for you know, doctors and everything, pay for this insurance. That I'm sure it's got to be out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Uh, it's a nonprofit, so please help them out. Mikey, uh, I love our card. I can't wait, can't wait for Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank's going to be awesome. We got a good card yes. set up for that show. Yes, and so much better than Super Showdown. Anyways, that is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Mikey, I got a cheeky smile out of you on that one. That, that is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. We love you. We thank you. Again, bit.ly slash HBD2019 to donate today to the 2019 Hit the Books donation drive. Mikey, that is all we have left. I am all out of lung capacity. So take us home, Mikey, with the two words that we have for our audience. Book it.